In 2016, scientists on Earth detected a fast radio burst from a distant region of space with no observable stars. The signal contained a constant series of data packets and a decryption key. Once it was decrypted, the data contained a number of transmissions from two planets in a binary system. Included in the data was a translation matrix that researchers used to translate the entries as best as possible into English. The following transmissions were declassified by the scientific community and given to us to present. Log entry, Vela 52, Vela Rotat 2667, Cycle 10 of the 8th Annual. Hey, hey, Helgi. I am doing very well after the VLET procedure. Thanks for asking. It's actually a lot more than just a simple life extension. Scientists have spent many rotats studying various aquatic life forms, both from off the coast here and from around Vela. Scientists have spent many rotats studying various aquatic life forms, both from off the coast here and from around Vela, to discover more about our own origins and the benefits those creatures could have on our own genetic makeup. They found species that are more immune to afflictions that we face on the surface, and they have managed to isolate those markers and make them compatible with our own biology. This just goes to show that we are all much more connected than we ever thought before. At least, more than I thought. Unfortunately, with every new discovery that makes life better, there are always some drawbacks. With fewer velins susceptible to disease and living longer than ever before, there are concerns about overpopulation and crowding in our more urban areas. There are a number of new laws going to the Council to discuss changes in the mating ceremony, as well as expansion into new regions of the planet that were previously uninhabited. I'm so glad that you were finally able to figure out the issues with your engine. That's incredible news. What does this mean for long-term travel in the system? Is it more sustainable for longer flights? I reached out to the scientist at VSA that mentioned the potential fix, and while she's very excited that it helped you, she asked that I don't send along her info. The help that she gave could be seen as an unauthorized collaboration, since it was done outside of official channels. You can blame the Reef Guard for some of these new restrictions. It doesn't stop any actual collaboration between our planets, but there is always some bureaucracy that has to muck up the waters. Just know that she's also excited for you, and very glad that she was able to send along a helpful tip. For the last Rotat, we've had Jason in private classes that are more suited to our unique situation. With my work, I'm not always available, and occasionally have to travel, so having him in a more specialized system has helped a lot for both of us. He's still quite the daredevil, but his new instructors love him and are giving him the attention he really needs to excel. I've put in a special request to the peer communication program so he and CJ can start sending messages. I was about his age when you and I started, so I think you are right that they are ready. Just don't be mad at me when he convinces her to strap Vigo to a sled and start competing in hunt races. Frida's new album sounds great. You can tell a lot of heart went into this one. Jason may have walked in on me while I was dancing and blasting the latest album. I'm also not sure that my neighbors are fans of her work. Will her new duties conflict with her music? I'll have to remember to ask her next time we talk. Her transmissions come in on an almost opposite schedule to yours, so it will still be a few annuals. I think we spaced them out that way so it can feel like there's a more constant flow of information, and I don't have to wait quite so long to hear from one of you. I'm officially jealous of your gala event. It sounds so much more fancy and fun than anything we do here. Was there dancing? 
I always imagine that you have a lot of music and dancing at the parties you attend. I am imagining large ballrooms and lots of formal outfits. The political events we have here are more like stuffy conventions. Each region sets up a booth or table and calls people over to discuss the issues affecting their areas and any legislation they're trying to pass. No dancing, no formal attire, just a big hall of people shouting over each other and trying to convince others that they're right. They are so boring. The launch to Feynora has gone as planned, and they are actually approaching the planet as I am typing. The vid screens are showing that the orbiter has just left the main ship and started its descent. Well, it did that 17 subtides ago, but we are only seeing it leave now due to the distance of Feynora from Vela. You would think I would have gotten used to this sort of time delay. Everything is going according to plan, and so far, they have detected no anomalies like what was experienced with the previous mission. I wish I could give you more information, but so far it's all pretty standard, and much of what they're doing right now is the same as the previous mission. Tensions are high, but they know the routine. You aren't the only one celebrating a career move. Congrats, by the way, I knew you would make it. I will no longer be reporting the news of the Council. I will now be making it. Well, in a small way. I have been elected to represent the Yannick region of Sionar. No traveling to far-off moon bases, but lots of responsibility. My vocal opposition to some of the older laws was gaining depth, and one of my friends said that only the council reps can make those kinds of changes. So, I decided to run. And won. It's a junior position for now, but it's a start. I have a really small office in the council building that's about half the size of my comrep office, and there's a weird smell that the other representatives say, you get used to. I would ask how Juniper is really feeling about your extended time away, but you've done this sort of extended dive before, and I guess everyone back home is probably accustomed. Still, I hope that you have some way to communicate on a regular basis with her. Your vacation sounds lovely. It makes me want to spend some more time out at the beaches. Being a rep now, I have access to some of the housing locations that are used for business trips, and I'm starting to see where the council funding is going. They are really nice places. I'm not sure who decided that we needed standby homes for representatives on travel, but they are way nicer than some of the places I've lived. I'm working on a motion to have them leased out to the local regions for use by vacationers and lower-income families when they are not in use by representatives. It's a sensitive subject, so I'm sure it will make waves. The photos of the black sand beaches where you were staying are stunning. I've never seen anything like that. I'm always amazed at how beautiful your world is, and there's always something that surprises me. It's sad that Juniper wasn't able to enjoy the full time with you, but I understand that when the story hits, you have to be there. I hope that her being called away wasn't anything too drastic. What question were you going to ask her? Is that another part of your mating? I'm guessing it was something important, but I'm not sure I understand it. May the waves guide you. Ori. Log entry, Hymavina 52, 2347, Age of Enlightenment. Hey, hey, Ori. Congratulations on your election, Madam Representative. You're very right. Unless your sails are out, you might as well stay on the shore. You've been around these waters for a long time, and I think your constituents will be happy to have someone representing them who knows where the shoals are located. I'm delighted for you, and I know you're going to be great. 
it's too bad that your colleague does not feel able to share her information. But I will respect her wishes and her privacy. We will make sure that no mention of Velen assistance on the off chance that it gets back to ReefGuard. Please let her know that we will not forget her contribution. As for the engine, yeah, it will make in-system travel faster and more efficient. We've solved the issues and are using the engine on a number of uncrewed supply runs between Gisto Station and Braddeth. Bergstadt has also built several prototype ships that are currently being evaluated by our test pilots for crewed missions. I'm really glad to hear that the mission to Feynora is back on track. Hopefully everything goes well this time and VSA avoids the interference that occurred on the last flight. I'll be waiting eagerly to hear what they discover. Juniper leaving suddenly in the middle of our vacation did put a hole in my plans to ask her to marry me. We've been together for 16 years, and we're a little more relaxed than Frida and Rowan, who could not wait to get married. We're both gone a lot for work, and maybe we move at a slower pace. Anyway, not long after my last transmission, Juniper and I learned that we'd be having a baby. We're not really planning on it, but needless to say, we and our families were ecstatic. The only downside was that the baby was due to be born right about when we'd planned to hold the wedding ceremony. To avoid extra stress, we postponed the wedding until after the baby arrived. But sometimes, life has other plans. I was on station when Juniper called from Stromtime. She told me something felt wrong, and I could tell that she was a little out of it. The next shuttle home wasn't scheduled to leave for 12 hours, so I told her to go to the hospital. Juniper was scared and alone, and I felt helpless. None of my former ECAL colleagues were around, so I called Rowan to see if he knew someone, anyone, who could meet her. He called me back and said that his mom was on her way to the hospital. She actually got there before Juniper. I connected with Vera just as Juniper was wheeled into surgery. I could feel my life coming apart around me like a ship breaking apart on re-entry. Vera calmed me down and told me that she'd handle everything and keep me informed. And then I heard her yell at some poor doctor before disconnecting. I packed and I wandered the station for hours waiting to hear from her. When she called to tell me that Juniper was okay, but that we'd lost the baby. I sat down in an empty airlock and cried. The shuttle flight home was the longest of my life. When I got to the hospital, Juniper was asleep and Vera was sitting on the bed, stroking her head like my mom used to do for me when I was little. Vera met my gaze and I could see in her eyes that she knew exactly what we were going through. She told me that she had also lost a baby and that Rowan was born via gestational surrogacy because she couldn't carry him herself. I was so taken aback that Vera would share something so personal, but in that moment, it was exactly what I needed. She said that she and her husband would be there if we ever wanted to talk. She hugged me tightly and left the room so I could have some privacy with Juniper. I climbed into bed and when she woke up, we just held each other and cried. That was over a year ago, and it still hurts sometimes to think about the loss of our son. 
There's some comfort in knowing that what happened to us is not uncommon, and we've had a lot of support. Vera was true to her word, and whatever anyone says about her, she was there when we needed her, without hesitation. On a happy note, the experience forced us to really examine our relationship. We discovered that just the two of us was all we really needed. So we got married in a small, private ceremony at the same marina bar as my parents. It was a great party, and it was much more us than some ridiculously lavish old family event. Rowan's parents came, and Vera, Lillian, and my mom were genuinely pleasant to each other. And yes, yeah, sorry, there was a lot of dancing. I attached some videos CJ took for you and a bunch of pictures. The only thing missing, Leela, was you. Hug Jason tight for us. Benner till enda. Helgi. Log entry, Vela 53. Vela Rotat 2669. Cycle 18 of the 6th Anul. My dear brother, there are no words I could say that would do justice to what you have gone through. We've both faced loss in our lives with friends and loved ones, but nothing reaches the depths of losing a child. A being in our lives that is the creation of the love that two individuals share will always be a part of us. My heart goes out to both you and Juniper. I'm so sorry that you had to experience this. I know you said that it happened over a rotat ago for you, and now even longer. I hope that the hard memory of loss softens with time and becomes a memory of the love that you share. I really hope that Juniper is doing well through all of this. I can only imagine the toll that it may have taken on her. Becoming a parent is so much more than just giving forth life and the impact it has on you. Even though I did not give forth Jason, he's still very much a part of me. Everything he's learned and become is due to the influence that we've had on each other. While CJ and Kai may be connected to you through Frida, they are still a part of your life, and you and Juniper will still have a fin in how they grow and become adults. Be a light in their lives, and they will be a light in yours. You may be right in how Vera was perceived. Even though I don't know her except through what you and Frida have sent, I would have never guessed that she had a much deeper well of experience. You can count me in with a perception change for her. After all of my travels and with all the people I've met, I learned that you never know what is behind someone's motivations and actions. Everyone has a story that helped shape who they are, and even that is never really apparent on the surface when you meet them. Even with that knowledge, I still find myself reacting to first impressions. I guess we can still learn, even after all these rotats. I'm glad that Vera was there to help you through all of the hardships. Know that I'm thinking of you and Juniper and sending a virtual embrace, even if it is a bit late. So, while I love the idea of CJ and Jason communicating now, and I can definitely see that it is improving his behavior with his classes and his friends, I'm not entirely sure you're going to like the result. I don't have any proof yet, but I think they may be plotting. He always seems to be overly excited when a new transmission comes in from her, and he gets this mischievous grin on his face when he gets ready to send his own. I don't know what they're up to, but I am a little scared. Maybe you should warn Frida. 
The Feynora mission went on with no apparent issues, aside from reports of the astronauts' various antics and dealing with such a long time in space. There were so many videos of them playing in zero gravity and making various promotional objects float around the main ship. It was ridiculous to watch, but also incredibly entertaining. The VSA actually got a little boost in interest due to them, so they started making more and more content. The orbit around Feynora went exactly as planned, and images were sent back as expected, with one minor exception. All the footage that was sent out to the public seemed a little... odd. We got to see close-ups and great detail of the surface of the planet, and the scarring that was mentioned before, but when it came to the crater where many of us expected to see whatever it is that impacted, the footage cut off or got blurry. VSA claims that there was interference in the communications that caused the problem, but the conspiracy theories are rampant right now. Whatever it is that they saw there must have been important, because they moved up a scheduled mission for a full landing team to set down on Feynora. The orbit team is still on the way back, and they're already prepping the launch of a full landing expedition set to go in the next Anul. I've tried asking through official channels what was going on, but I was told that I didn't have the right clearances to view any of the data, and was completely shut off. As you can imagine, I didn't take that very well, and I have started to introduce some information access legislation to the Council. I will keep you updated on both of these tides. Speaking of my appointment as a representative, thanks for the vote of confidence. I really felt that it was time to stop reacting to the change that was happening, and start being a part of it. I'm already involved in a number of higher-level conversations about issues that were affecting my own region and the areas around it. The number of issues being brought up is staggering. Everything from raising the public income cap for private businesses, to delaying the maintenance of transit streams. It's a wonder we actually get anything done, with all the arguing and fin-pointing. I saw a lot of this as a comm rep, but being involved is so much more enlightening and terrifying. I'm glad that the question you were going to ask Juniper was about your pairing and not something more drastic. I love the concept of marriage on your planet. We have no real ceremony here outside of the actual mating. When two Velens decide that they want to stay together and be a couple, they just do it. Coupling has been around forever and has always been kind of outside of the mating part of a relationship. If you find someone who you love, you just be with them. If things don't work out, you drift apart. Relationships are fluid here. I know households that have been together for what seems like forever, and others that last only a rotat or two. Given that you two have been together for so long now, I know that you are a good match, and I'm very happy for you. I'm there with you in spirit, and you can imagine me hitting the dance floor to one of Frida's latest hits. May the waves guide you to all the happiness you deserve. Ori. Log entry, Haimavina 53. 2349, Age of Enlightenment. Hey, Ori. Wow. VSA must have purchased Ekel's Greatest Hits album. I've heard classics like Communications Interference and Insufficient Clearance more times than I can count. If someone shows up to shut down an investigation their organization instructed you to do, then you'll have the trifecta referred to by former Ecal officers as I quit. That kind of skit is exactly why I went into the private sector. I honestly just couldn't handle the bureaucracy anymore. You've probably been doing this long enough now that it isn't much of a surprise, but I know it's still annoying. 
Hopefully VSA isn't being too reckless by moving up the next mission timeline, but I'm totally curious now. And speaking of the benefits of private sector employment, I got promoted to station director. To be fair, there are four of us who hold the title of station director, but we serve on a rotating basis. Werkstatt is taking advantage of the increased frequency in personnel and supply flights to rotate station staff more regularly to prevent burnout. It's gotten so routine now that I sometimes catch myself trying to cycle the airlock when I walk out the door at home. Juniper thinks the confused look on my face is hilarious for some reason. She's also a big fan of my beard, which I'm able to grow when I'm planetside. She even commented to my mom that Werkstatt should consider easing its policy on facial hair. My mom responded with, What policy is that, dear? Which resulted in me awkwardly explaining that beards are itchy inside helmets. In my defense, I never actually said there was a policy against it. Needless to say, Juniper and my mom had a lot of fun at my expense with that one. Thanks for the virtual hug, Leetla. That was a lot to go through, but we came out the other side stronger than before. And you're right. We can have a big impact on our nieces and nephews' lives. In fact, Juniper and CJ are sitting on the dock at this very moment discussing CJ's latest teenage crisis. Juniper must have known I was talking about her because she just blew a kiss at me and said, Sorry, no spark. That one's for Ori. Not everyone seems thrilled with our efforts to be role models, though, and... Frida the other day called me the worst influence ever, which in my humble opinion is totally unfair. I was simply helping Kai with his geology homework, like any good uncle would, and we used the Eldavl to prepare a soil sample. I don't understand why she got so upset, because they order takeout most of the time, and it's not like they use it for anything else. And this was right after she gave me this world's okayest uncle t-shirt. In other cool news, we finally moved into our dream place. The remodel took the better part of a year, but we basically tore the house apart. The previous owners had lived here for a couple of centuries, and besides being horribly outdated, it had a musty smell that just would not go away. It's located in the West Bay of Hopnina and has its own talk. The rooms are spacious, and we have excellent views of the bay and the Twin Sisters Mountains. We even have salier that sun themselves on the dock in the morning. I was a little worried about what might happen when my parents Farho and Hallie discovered the salier, but after some nervous barking, she laid down next to one and took a nap. Hallie is worthless. She's very cute, but protector she is not. We're conveniently just down the street from Frida and Rowan's monstrosity of a house. Even with all that space, the kids still seem to find their way down here when they aren't in school. We thought about building a place at Juniper's parents' compound, because there's plenty of space out there, but they live five hours away by plane. We would have needed a small place in town because that's just that's way too far to commute for work. Speaking of parents... Tell Jason that he might have to wait a little while to hear back from CJ because she's in trouble with her parents. Someone decided to sneak out of her dorm room at the academy with some friends and record their night out at a club downtown, which they weren't even old enough to get into in the first place, so they could share it with their Velen friend. 
You wouldn't know anything about this, would you? These are exactly the kinds of things we expect from young Mana, but CJ hasn't fully realized that she's not like others her age. As the heir apparent to a Hymamine and head of state, she gets assigned a protective security detail. Mana might have left warfare behind, for, for the most part, but we have a long and storied tradition of kidnapping for ransom. I think the whole security thing is a little ridiculous, but even Rowan has told me that one can never be too careful. My mom, Uncle Carl, and Frida are public figures, so they have drivers and personal bodyguards when they're in public. But as a lowly astronaut, I have no such luxuries. And besides that, I have Juniper to protect me. CJ said she's never seen her dad so angry. He's usually pretty even keeled, but he took away her hand terminal and her transmitter, so he must have been pretty furious. I'm sure that's what she's complaining about to Juniper right now, and how this has destroyed her social life. But I went to the academy too, and I don't recall having a social life, so I'm sure she'll survive. I'm totally expecting her to ask to use our transmitter, and I'll probably let her, but I'm gonna make her wait a bit. I mean, after all, I am just the world's okayest uncle. I can only imagine how many things you've got to keep straight when it comes to your responsibilities as representative. Even just the trade, infrastructure, and education issues in your own region must be complicated enough. I have to assume you've got a pretty good staff to help you. If you don't, hire some immediately. It's pretty much the extent of my professional advice. I'm sure Frida is much more helpful. She's attended a number of Sam Coma sessions now with Grandmother Cece and has informally taken over most of her matriarchal responsibilities. Frida is developing into quite the shrewd politician, and I think she could even give Lillian a race to the mark. What was it like the first time you voted on an issue that you helped draft? Did you feel like you made a difference? It must be pretty amazing to see the impact in your region of something you negotiated. Speaking of politics, the Samcoma is still in an uproar over Lulea's threat to leave. A number of Lulean representatives in the Samcoma now side with Vera, and she's gained popularity among Lulean voters to the extent that people are starting to call for extended term limits. Yes, you heard that correctly. If it passes, Vera would basically be prime minister for life. I'm not sure that most Luleans have fully considered the long-term implications of such a decision. What's more, the whole incident has completely removed the veil that used to hide old family drama from the public, and everyone has their claws out. The Yowlins, an old family from Trishaven who own the largest shipping company on the planet, have decided to prove that Trishaven is neither poor nor irrelevant, and have unilaterally embargoed Lulean goods. The result has been chaos in Lulea's manufacturing sector as companies scramble to move their goods around the planet. The Trishaven government backed the move and has even raised tariffs on imported Lulean goods. Even my grandfather, who usually can't be bothered to read a broadsheet unless it says something about the weather, is upset about this because it's apparently screwed up his company's ability to ship fresh produce. At a recent Sundog brunch, he was grumbling about limiting distribution just to Yodith to make things easier, 
but CC said that would make it look like the Nussparks were siding with the Yowlins. How the heck do you keep all these politics straight? All we astronauts have to do is juggle in zero gravity, and everyone loves us. Venner Delenda, Helgi. Log Entry, Vela 54, Vela Rotat 2671, Cycle 5 of the 4th Annual. Hey, hey, bro. Normally, I would try and reply to your transmission information early on, but right now I'm so angry that I have to get some stuff off my scales. You're the only one I can really express my feelings to on this subject because I'm not really allowed to talk to anyone here. ReefGuard has only allowed even this limited information because by the time you get it, the information will be outdated. The landing on Feynora has happened, and my emotions are so incredibly mixed about it that I have taken to chartering a skiff to go out into the bay under the guise of stargazing. Really, it's so that I can scream at the sky without anyone thinking I'm a crazy person. The few times I've done it from my apartment, I just tell my neighbors that it's some of Frida's more experimental music. You should really try it, it's very liberating. The screaming thing, that is, not Frida's music. Her stuff sounds way better than my screaming. Once the team landed on Feynora, many of us who understand the processes started to notice something odd about the broadcasts. It really felt like there were two different missions occurring and we were only being shown one of them. We only ever saw half of the entire crew at any given time and most of what we were shown was very forced in nature. We got to see the landing, but from only one angle. The experiments they show are simple and exciting from a common perspective, but again, only a single angle, and there's no talk about the scarring that we noticed before. It's all just, as you called it, astronaut juggling. The mission there has been extended beyond what was planned to be, and another landing party with even more equipment is being sent using the main craft from the orbit team that just returned. Thankfully, I'm not the only representative that is upset by this. A number of us have been working together to appeal to the main chamber of the council to learn what is actually happening on the surface. If you thought my screaming at the sky was bad, you should hear all the screaming in the council chambers. One of my fellow representatives actually threw his name placard across the room in frustration. Even my contacts at the VSA are either being kept in the depths or under extreme orders not to discuss the Feynora mission with anyone. Most of the scientists and directors there are on lockdown. In an effort to get to the bottom of what's going on, I've decided to do the only thing that I can. No, I'm not hacking into anywhere this time. Besides, they know all those tricks now. I am running for representative of Sionar. If you want to know what's going on in the world, put yourself in a position where you can learn it legitimately, which is something that I think young me would have never considered. This position would put me in the main chamber, and I can finally learn all of the dirty secrets that they've been keeping from us. My election should be relatively easy since I have all the experience from my term as a junior rep and as the comm rep for, gosh, I don't even know how many rotats. It feels like forever ago. It also makes it easy that I am now running unopposed. My primary competition was going for his second term when it suddenly came to light that he had been running a number of different companies all under different names to avoid the earnings cap. He's even more upset about this becoming known because it was my investigation into council housing that uncovered it. One of his side businesses was indeed renting out council-owned houses to other corporate leadership and keeping the funds for himself. 
This is compounded due to council reps not being allowed to own a business or work for any other jobs when in office. You can imagine that he is not happy with me in general. Having him drop out of the race was just sweetener in the water. So, station director. That sounds like a huge step up from a simple engineer working on an engine. I'm so proud of you. I spoke with one of the station directors up on Chone, and she was telling me all of the telak she has to deal with on a cycle-by-cycle -cycle basis, and I'm not sure who's getting the better promotion here. That job sounds really stressful and busy. I know that you can probably handle it without missing a stroke, but it sounds like you're going to have your claws full. It's only a matter of time before you're taking over running operations at Verkstadt. I'm guessing that now that you have this fancy new house, which sounds amazing, that you are no longer living on Frida Segbat? A part of me was wondering how you were managing that with Juniper there. I take it she was one of the reasons you finally moved into your own place. I will have to tell Frida that she should start giving tours of the Segbat as the former living quarters of astronaut Helgi Nufspark. I bet she could make a lot off the tourism scene. Or even better, she could charter it for sight screaming, which is a new venture I invented that someone should really take up. Seriously, though, the new house sounds lovely. I wish I could come for a visit and see it in person. I would love to see the sea layer on the docks. The pictures you sent just don't have the impact of seeing something like that in person. I really like that it doesn't seem like that big of a place to live, in comparison to some of the other houses you've described in the past, that is. I think I would like some place like that. It has great views and enough room to live in comfortably and enough space to work on the projects you want to do. What I'm trying to say is that I approve. Not that you needed that, but I really do like it. You mentioned your commute, though. Don't you work on a moon? That's one of the longest commutes I've ever heard of. The only way it would be longer would be if you had to go to Vithsini or Vela to work. Now that would be a commute. I've often thought about moving myself. I'm still living in my apartment here in Sionar. It has been big enough for both Jason and I to live happily, but as he's getting older, we may need something a bit bigger. Your moving has me inspired that after the election is done, I may need to look into something where I can focus on the work I need to do, and Jason has room to grow into who he's going to be. It would help to get out of the city more, too, as I think it may help him stay out of mischief. It would appear that CJ is not the only one stirring up trouble. I had suspected that Jason may have been involved in some of CJ's latest antics, and it turns out that it goes quite a bit deeper than I'd thought. I also caught Jason out at one of the after-hours clubs recording videos to send back to Haimavina, and when I confiscated his hand term, I discovered a whole network of communications. It would appear that Jason and CJ have been working with the peer program to find all of the kids who are communicating between our planets, and they have created a network of video sharing and broadcasts to share information. It was a little amazing to see how much work they put into this, and seeing some of the information that was shared from both sides was breathtaking. Now, before you get too upset, nothing shared was private or breaking any of the rules on information sharing here. I'm not sure about the laws back on Haimavina, but from what I saw, it was just more of a cultural exchange on a grand level. Information that the kids thought their peers should know about life out here. Some of it was things that I'm sure the council may not entirely be happy about, but it doesn't go against the core intent of the project. It's going to make my campaign a tiny bit more difficult, though. Honestly, I'm not sure if I'm mad about what he's doing or proud. He still lost his communication privileges for a few cycles, though. 
He said he was going to spend that time learning to juggle. May the waves guide us. Ori. Log entry, Haimavina 54. 2351, age of enlightenment. Hey, hey, Ori. I realize that running unopposed will significantly improve your chances of becoming the representative of Sayonar, so I'm going to risk crossing thin ice to wish you congratulations in advance. How does it feel to be in charge of the Red City? Do you have the planet at your fingertips? Are you able to bend the council to your will? Maybe you can even put the Reefguard Fiska in their place for punishing you all those years ago. I can't wait to hear all about the dirty secrets. But honestly, I know you'll be a relentless force for the good of your people. I think with all your traveling and talking with so many people throughout the years, you'll be a great advocate because you listen. And I know you have been mine and Frida's sounding board for years. I don't think I could have gotten through all my schooling without your support. And I know your dad is somewhere out there just smiling at everything you've done. So congratulations, Lila. I can't really complain about my new position, but your friend up on Chone tells it true. The responsibilities are no laughing matter. Although the station director's accommodations are much better. And that's saying something considering how much better everything is at Werkstatt compared to ECAL. We rotate the entire station crew as a unit, so I've gotten to know my crew pretty well, and they are as solid as midwinter snowpack. Things in the broader Werkstatt Space Corporation have been a little odd lately. Senior management has been busy divesting a number of the less well-known or profitable ventures, including our asteroid mining division. Carl cut a deal with the Samcoma that had us all wondering if he'd slept outside in the winter because he gave up mineral rights for the entire moon in exchange for full ownership of Gisto Station, which has been renamed the Gisto Space Complex. The deal does include a provision that prevents other companies from building space docks and shipyards, but nobody was talking about doing that in the first place. Carl gave away untold riches, and I, I can't get my claws around it. It seems like everyone is calling Carl and my mom insane, and CEOs from several of the largest banks have apparently said it directly to their faces. Carl's response has been the same. Werkstatt is focused on shipbuilding and spaceflight. Work at JSC has accelerated to match Carl's vision and we're building platforms for ships that don't even exist yet. He's also cut deals with several major Lulean and Trishavian shipyards to vertically integrate production. I would seriously think he'd frozen his brain, but Olga Yowland, Lillian Fjallsted, and Vera Jorgensen have joined Werkstatt as minority shareholders. They waived their board seats due to matriarchal conflict of interest, but Leetla, something is up. I tried to get my mom to tell me what the hell they were doing the last time I was home for Sonodog brunch, but she wouldn't give me a straight answer. She smiled and said, well, this will either work or it won't. And if it doesn't, it won't matter anyway. That seriously does not make me feel better about any of this. That said, Carl has a reputation for making big moves like this. It's almost like he spent his whole life running as if an ice lion were chasing him. He comes from nothing. Grew up in a tiny fishing village out on the eastern coast of Yodath. He got into the academy on a full scholarship, 
which is something nobody in my family has ever done. Everything he has is built on risk, vision, and timing. When he started Werkstatt, every other old family turned him down. He finally approached my mom when she was in prison and convinced her that she didn't have anything more to lose. This work drama has had me so distracted I sometimes forget that everyone else is still going about their normal lives. Rowan invited me out for Bjor a few months ago and he was so excited he could hardly sit still. Researchers have apparently found a cure for hypoxia. It can almost entirely prevent new cases and provides long-term relief for patients like my mom who suffered varying amounts of permanent lung damage. EC is already planning to announce the return of the Historical Research Corps and new expeditions to high-altitude archaeological sites. Unfortunately, it also means that my mom can now travel to JSC whenever she wants without medical concerns. I was going over the schedule for this next rotation and there is a huge summit planned with a number of high-ranking SAMCOMA members, ECAL and Werkstatt leadership, and my mom. That'll be such a fun week for me. I can't wait. Maybe I'll try your screen therapy. But that's enough of my complaining. I do have good news as well. CJ graduated at the top of her class from the academy. Her extracurricular scheming, even that business with the social networking, didn't slow her down at all. I will admit that it's mildly annoying that she and Jaezun created something so impressive in their spare time. She even won the school's Innovation Award for Technological Achievement. I didn't win that award, and I made a prototype rocket engine. But apparently, trading pictures of clothes and music videos with other planets counts as innovation these days. My dad gave the commencement address this year, and I have to say, I was shocked. We're so used to seeing my mom in public that I sometimes forget my dad is equally accomplished in his field. His speech was inspiring, thoughtful, and really funny. He even made a couple of jokes at CJ's expense, but she just beamed the whole time and didn't even care. I've attached a bunch of pictures for you. Despite having her pick of schools, she decided to go to Stromsheim Polytechnic in Lea for her undergraduate. She's considering an engineering major, and both Frida and I have been trying to convince her to choose our respective fields. Obviously, astronautical engineering is way cooler than nautical engineering, but CJ has said that those subfields might be too boring for her. Too boring? Kids these days have no respect for their elders. We were all a little sad that she's moving to the other side of the planet for school, but I think the experience will be good for her. And Stromheim is a great place to be young. Don't get me wrong, I love being home in Hopnina, but I lived in Stromheim for decades, and it's one of those places that just gets into your bones. You can feel equally loved and lost there. Unlike the very modern Hopnina, with her elevated rail and glistening buildings, Stromheim seamlessly blends an old world feel with modern architecture. And there's also something about the smell of the morning fog and the wind that comes up at night. Yeah, I'm jealous. Rowan told me that he and Frida only agreed to Stromtime Polytechnic on the condition that CJ would live with her grandparents. Security concerns and her tendencies to listen to bad ideas from aliens 
sealed the deal. But don't feel bad for her. She'll have an entire flat in the Prime Minister's mansion to herself. No disgusting litter slugs for roommates. Like that one I had who refused to shower during the week. You remember him? Frida says he's now the deputy chief of staff for a Sam Coma representative, and it still looks like he slept in a garbage bin. CJ should feel lucky. On a more personal note, this is our anniversary. Well, it's not exactly our anniversary, but it is 50 years since you got your electronics back and we really started writing to each other. You know Mana love extravagant traditions, and there's no way I could let this pass without saying something. And looking back, it's been a pretty amazing journey. If you were here, we'd be having a huge party with all of our friends, tons of food and drink, and just for you, dancing until the wee hours of the morning. But we won't get to do that, you and I. So we'll have to settle for something a little more intimate. Frida and I have attached a video for you. We hope you like it. Hugs to Jay Zunlitla. Helgi. Stop, you're gonna make me cry. Are you ready? Okay. Juniper, did you start recording? Okay. You, you are, are family, family, blood, and soul. Ori, thank, thank you for your friendship. We love you, we love. If you or someone you know has suffered a miscarriage, early pregnancy complication, loss of a child, or seeking support, there are several great support organizations, including SHARE, whose website is nationalshare.org, The Compassionate Friends, whose website is compassionatefriends.com. Their phone line is 877-969-0010. There are several U.S. local chapters and online support. You have been listening to an episode of Binary Saga. The part of Ori is read by Juliana Finch. Helgi is read by Paul Anderson. Music by Eric Matias and soundimage.org. Find us on Twitter and Facebook with at The Binary Saga. Want to ask us questions? You can join us on our Discord for general chat. Find all of these links and more information at BinarySaga.com. If you like what we're doing, please consider visiting our Patreon page, which can be found in the Where to Find Us menu on our website. Or please leave a review on your favorite podcast app.